Welcome to the My Yielded Life podcast hosted by me, Ray Marie Marsh, where I will be answering the question, what does it actually look like to yield to God? So this is not a right or wrong. This is just God in me. You've got to hear him. That just didn't sound right. As a Christian, you feel like you know, you're given those two options, you're supposed to take the ministry road. You've got to settle this. Do you trust him? And yeah. I felt like God was not listening to me. Not everyone will go this journey. There are some who will. But I had to do this. I needed to be who I am. You didn't find this podcast by coincidence. You are here for this. Let's figure it out as we go. This is My Yielded Life. So let's go. Let's let's dive in. I'll be preaching God's word from Philippians chapter four, verses 11 through 13, with a message entitled stretching. So if you're on whatever platform you're using, I want you to put that in the chat. If you're tracking with me, stretching. And so I'll read Philippians four, 11 through 13, and then pray for this time. It says, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you, Father, mothers, brothers, the Ozone, South Ozone Park family, Lord. Lord, whoever touches this video, Lord, I I lift them to you now. Lord, you know already in the future who will join us in this service and in this word. And so Lord, for them, I ask God that you would encourage, that you would strengthen mothers, that you would bandage us up from the bumps and bruises of life. Lord, that you would breathe on us, refresh us, fill us with your spirit. Lord, give us what we need to be sustained in the journey that is ahead, Lord. Let us recognize your love, your strength, and your hand on us, Father God. Take us deeper in you through this word, Lord God. Prepare hearts to hear what you want to say to each one today. God, and use me, hide me, Lord, but let your voice roar through these platforms, God, that people can press in to you, that they can be hungry and thirsty for you, and that they can walk away remembering you, Lord, needing you, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Stretching, stretching. Motherhood is like a marathon. And God, he is our trainer. So through the journey of motherhood, some days we're running. Other days we are dragging our feet, barely wanting to show up. And then other times we're jogging at a calm, steady pace through various training moments in this motherhood journey, much like a marathon. And through the work of the Lord, sis, we are getting stretched for the journey along the way. Do you remember being in school and having to take gym class or physical education, also known as PE, where you learned how to stretch? 
there are some physical attributes about stretching when we have to stretch to prepare for physical activity and for sports that apply to how God stretches mothers. When we stretch physically, the benefits are that it decreases muscle stiffness. It increases range of motion. It reduces the risk of injury. It helps relieve post-exercise pains and aches. It improves posture. Makes me want to sit up a little straighter. It prepares the body for the stress of exercise. And it reduces muscular tension and enhances relaxation. If you've ever had a good stretch, like when you first wake up, it should not be painful, but it should be a little uncomfortable for a moment, but it will have benefits beyond that moment. When you're stretched over time, you eventually become more and more flexible, more limber. Your muscles are able to expand to achieve greater challenges. And I wanna tell you that God stretches us spiritually in the exact same way for many of those same reasons. He stretches believers, he stretches leaders, he stretches mothers, he stretches us so that we can adapt to the needs of our family. He stretches us beyond our comfort so that we can impact a whole generation. He stretches us so that we can be an adequate cushion underneath the lives of those that we are called to nurture. He stretches us to prepare us for the impact of life, for the ups and the downs, for the blows that we don't see coming. He stretches us to prepare us for even seasons like the season we just have come upon in COVID. Even for that, he stretches us and stretching also has long-term benefits. When Paul, Paul the writer, newsflash, so Paul is not a mother. But if you know anything about the life of Paul, he took quite a turbulent journey to get to the point where he could write this text about he, how he learned to be content in any situation. He's describing what he learned and it mirrors what we have had to learn as mothers and what we are still in the process of learning. We're actively being taught. We are learning by experience. We're learning by default. We're teaching and modeling for our kids the exact same things that we're learning. And God ensures that we will thrive at various levels of comfort and circumstances in the variety of life's experiences. Paul said, again, I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And that brings us to my first point, that motherhood requires flexibility. We are stretched when we are in need. We are stretched. Our faith has to reach. We are stretched when we have plenty because we have to be faithful stewards of all that God has given us. We have to be humble. We cannot be in pride. That even on the positive end is a spiritual stretching, stretching beyond ourselves. 
And can I take a moment to go outside of motherhood? Not only does motherhood require flexibility, but faith requires flexibility. Trusting God, being in a relationship with him, walking with him requires flexibility. You know why? Because his ways are not like ours. He doesn't think like us. His thoughts don't match ours. And many times we don't understand what he does or allows. He is out of and beyond this world. He is outside of time. He doesn't match the ways of humanity. He is not a man. He does not lie. He loves perfectly, even in tough love. Come on, somebody. I'm one of those children of God who he has to tough love. Walking hand in hand with him requires flexibility, stretching, and mother's Motherhood requires flexibility. Paul writes that he has learned how to bend and not break. And mothers, just in case you didn't know, the season that we just came out of, for those that have young school-aged kids, college kids, we learned how to bend and not break. Yes, I know this has been a hard journey. I know we have lost. I know we were hard pressed in many situations, but we did not break. God is still pulling us through. Ecclesiastes 3 points out different seasons, similar to how Paul describes it in Philippians. It talks about life being full of ups and downs, birth and death, weeping and laughter, silence and speaking, planting and plucking up. But the Lord has taught us and is actively teaching us to be okay in preferred and less than ideal situations. And with his leading, my next point is that mothers learn and teach contentment. Paul uses that word. It's a strong word, contentment. Contentment is a mindset of satisfaction where a person is being at ease in their situation. Contentment is a state of having having accepted one's situation. And then the scripture goes a step further and says that godliness with contentment is great gain. See, this is where a deep trust comes in because it's in the discontentment where we find out, do we trust God when things are not going our way? more than not going our way. They're going in the worst way. Do we know what to do when we find ourselves suffering? Do we know how to think and how to feel when we are hurting and when our lives are apparently lacking? I think you know more than you realize, mothers. As mothers, we've had to lead our offspring. We've had to constantly model for them and we've had to have instincts to survive. So as we have learned contentment in this current season, we have taught our children, we are setting the precedent for how our children will either live with contentment or discontentment. We're instilling something, whether we like it or not. 
And there are times where I'm sure that adjusting to the pandemic life, I'm sure there were moments where we felt discontent, unsatisfied with the situations we were forced into. Moments where we grieved the old way of life, being jolted out of what was our comfort zone. And even beyond that, let's be real, so many of our loved ones have passed away. I was touched hearing your memory of mothers that you've lost since last Mother's Day. There's been so much loss, so much change, so much downtime. And for some, less money, less food, less support, less work, less connection. And then at other times, for some of us, stimuluses came and there was more money. And some of us had too much food. And some of us had more support because technology was easier to connect with people. And some of us had more work on our place. It all just depended on the moment and the person. But if would you all agree that last year, this past year, we've been all over the place with blessing and sorrow, rejoicing, and mourning. But Paul writes, King James Version, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. He said, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere. And in all things, I am instructed both to be full and hungry both to abound and suffer need. And see, this is why, I know you know this, but we this is what we need to be saying to one another because some of us haven't all the way caught it. This is why we must know the Lord Jesus. This is why our anchor has to be attached to a solid foundation. And the only solid foundation is Jesus. He is the one worthy of all our hope. Scriptures say that there is no other foundation that can be laid. And this is why we cannot find our our foundation for life in our career. COVID taught us that. The Lord through COVID taught us that. We cannot find our foundation in money and career. We cannot find our foundation or identity in what we wear, not even in serving the church. We could not even call the gathering of the saints in the work and service that we loved to do for the Lord. That couldn't be what we trusted in. Our dependence could not, the the world as we knew it before COVID was not enough of a foundation. Those dynamics we've seen can change in an instant, but deep trust must be had and it must be in the rock of our salvation. And it is that deep trust that breeds this contentment that Paul is talking about and that mothers have learned and that mothers are showing our children to have. And again, the scriptures tell us that godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain that we will carry nothing out. We're teaching our kids what really actually matters in our lives to God be the glory. Our lives become decorated with many things, many blessings, 
many comforts, amen, many preferences, many luxuries, but mothers, God has positioned mothers to the point where we can show our kids what actually matters, where we can point to what is eternal. God's given us backstage passes to the lives of those we parent. So we must pair contentment with godliness to show our children that there is something to gain from it that the Bible calls great. Contentment sets an attitude in our hearts through which the fruit of the spirit can grow. Godliness with contentment is a sign that you are growing in him and you are being stretched. You're being stretched and you're finding contentment. And that brings us to my third point, that through this process, God strengthens mothers. Put that in the chat. God strengthens mothers. I am so, so glad he strengthens us. There is strength in the stretching. Paul ties it all together by saying that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. See, this is what it all boils down to. Think about physical strength, strength building, weightlifting. I remember having to take a weightlifting class in high school and I can't remember if you're supposed to stretch before or after weightlifting or both. But it's similar, it's similar for us as God is stretching us. We are being strengthened. Look at 1 Peter 4, chapter seven through 11. It says that the end of all things is near. Do you know that? Therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Verse nine, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. And I want you to pay attention to this next verse. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Mothers, we are mothers through the strength that God provides year after year, day after day, quarantine moment upon quarantine moment, God has provided strength. We are who we are only because of his strength. He is walking with us in the mundane, in the sweeping up of Cheerios, in the picking out of outfits and doing laundry. He is walking with us, handing us strength along the way as we need it. That's why he told us that his grace is sufficient for us. His strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. And when we find ourselves in need, his answer is always his strength. 
I'm reminded of Matthew 6 and 34, where the Bible reminds us how each day has enough worries just for that 24 hour period. And it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, sis, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And each day the Lord is there. The Lord is handing out strength to his people, especially to mothers. See, stretching, stretching is never about the current moment. It, it just isn't. Stretching is always about the future. And mothers, I truly believe what we experienced last year, what our children experienced, what our families experienced is somehow preparation for future outcomes. Our children have racked up experiences that are needed for future generations and for their generation. And here we are, some of us tired, some of us in a fog of life, but here we are ladies and here and in this we can rejoice. Here we are at the very joint between generations. Have you ever thought of motherhood like that? We are a touch point between generations, linking our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, linking them to us and then linking ourselves to our children and our children's children. What a gift given to us, even us. And I know, I know, when I say I know, trust me, I know that we get buried under life's demands, but even us, we are even strong. God placed us in the order of a genealogy. He sees every name, every child, and he has placed us to be a joint between generations. This causes us to rely on the strength that he provides for he is the God who can shake off postpartum depression. He is the God who heals us when we do break. He is the God who surrounds us with grace when we decide that we are inadequate. This is the Lord's doing, mothers, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And I thank him tonight. Would you join me in thanking God for even the multifaceted, complicated, pandemic-style blessings that he has bestowed on us, even now. Yes, even in times of despair like this, God has not changed. He has provided strength for the weary. Faithful is he who has promised. He is unmovable. And now I bring us to our closing point for this message. And that is that motherhood leaves legacy. Can a few of you throw that in the chat? Motherhood leaves legacy. Deuteronomy 6 verses 6 through 7 says, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. We did a lot of sit in the house. We shall talk of them when we sit in our house and when we walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. 
mothers, nothing has been in vain. One generation shall praise the works of the Lord to another. We are a generation of mothers praising the works of the Lord to another. Hallelujah. And we are mothers who have learned to say, baby, there is somebody bigger than me who loves you better than me and even more than me. And it's the Lord. We've had to teach our children now more than ever that God is in control and that even mommy and daddy and grandma and the government and the school system and all the powers that be through man are not enough for us. We've had to teach and learn and be reminded that we were created to trust the sovereign God. Hallelujah. Let's signify our trust in him today. And since we can't be together, I want to close with this one simple act. There's a song I'm not going to sing, but it's a song where the lyrics say, it's your breath, Lord, in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. And I want us all to just take a deep breath together, signifying God, one, we are exhaling. We are thanking you for bringing us through all that we have survived. We are recognizing that we are living on your strength, literally. In him, we live and move and have our being. We are living on your strength. So that's another thing we want to signify by taking a deep breath together. And then also giving him praise through the breath that he causes to course through our lungs. So would you do that with me? One, two, three. Let's take a deep breath. (sighs) Hallelujah. And before I pray. I'll just remind you of the points that motherhood requires flexibility, that mothers learn and teach contentment, that God strengthens mothers and mothers leave a legacy. So Lord, I close out this moment, Father God, in your word. And I just thank you. I thank you for your spirit's work, Lord, all over this world, God. I thank you for those who are watching God, I pray that you would whisper a word to them, Lord, just between you and them so that they can march on, so that they can um, be directed in your will, O Lord. I pray you will call them back to your word, to some of these verses, Lord God, that they will be written in their hearts, O Lord, for when they need them. Bless this congregation, bless their community, use them to be a light on a hill, Lord God, to make disciples of Jesus Christ in that area, oh Lord. We give this to you, Father God. We love you. We love you, Lord. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In closing, I want to let you know I appreciate you for listening to this episode and I welcome your questions, feedback, disagreements, whatever it may be. You can email me at ray at myyieldedlife.com. You can also connect with me in between episodes by following me on Instagram or Facebook under My Yielded Life. So until we connect again, take care.